Hello and welcome to another episode of Dumb and Dumbest with me, Matt Bacon, and my wonderful co-host, Curtis Dewar. This is a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire and we really should pre-record an intro. We should, but we're going to be like Andy Frisella, like we talked about yesterday. He always says at the beginning, he is the motherfucking CEO. You're Matt Bacon and you are the Ty Lopez of metal. Gary V of metal, but... Gary V slash Ty Lopez slash Grant Cardone slash Frank Kern. Anyway... Uh, Curtis is my hype man, as you no. can tell. Until I break off and go solo. Until he breaks off and goes solo. <laughs> I've got a large, um, unlit cigar between my fingers. Um, he's doing it Bill Clinton style. I am not doing it Bill Clinton style. I just happen to enjoy puffing on unlit cigars. Yeah. You okay. get nicotine out of it, okay? Sue me. Yeah. Anyway, Curtis... What are we talking about today? We are going to be talking about persisting through uh, despite any obstacles that arise and not getting stuck in your uh, problems and your own thing, but continuing to do your work and your job and doing what you can despite all the obstacles that are facing you in the day, the work day. This is a really hard one, especially in music because people are assholes. They are. Well, for example, I just had... This past week, I've had major setbacks on two campaigns where um, I had streams set up for them. Uh, one of them, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I think the guy that I'd set it up with went on vacation or something like that. And I guess he must have forgot to post it, and I haven't been able to reach him since. So, but you got to roll with it. Yeah. You, know, you got to roll with it. That's what happens sometimes, you know? I mean, that, that happens at big sites. That happens at small sites. It rarely happens, but hey, it happens sometimes. Yeah. Any other any other setbacks of note you wanted to share? Oh, let's go. Oh, you want you want to have some setbacks? Oh, I can give you some setbacks of note. How about uh, here? Here's here's a good setback. Is uh, when you realize here, here, I had I have um, three clients that are releasing albums this week on September 28th. Little did I know that there's 114 albums coming out that same week. Like 114, like I don't think there's ever been that many albums, like at least in 2018, releasing in one week. Like 114 albums. That's a lot of fucking albums. And those are both on major labels, small labels, no labels. That's, that's just what's listed over at fucking Heavy Music Headquarters release list, right? And they're yeah. prob- they probably missed a few, you know? Yeah, they certainly missed a few. Yeah, Th- that's 114. So just think, 114, how many sites do you think there are out there, Matt? Probably around 200? Just something like that. Okay, now not every site is going to review those 114 albums. Most sites aren't even going to review a fraction of those albums. So I've got four clients coming out with albums this week, and all of them wanted to have streams set up this week. Which is totally fair. Which Maybe is totally should. fair. That makes sense, and you want to have a stream set up. Now, I also had... Another bunch of clients wanting to release singles this week. And the amount of push through and crap I had to go through to even get a stream set up for, I, and I ended up getting stream set up for all of them, I'd like to point out. Uh, but, the amount, but the amount of push through I had to do to get that because of the 114 stream or 114 albums already being released and all the people that are already in front of journalists' attention was fucking insane. Like that was a lot of emails, a lot of knock getting my emails answered, people not messaging me, not answering my messages on Facebook, Twitter. I think I even did a phone call to somebody. Like, who does phone calls nowadays except for me and Matt? And, uh, you know, it, it, high it's... High value way to get high value clients, just saying. Yeah. 
But I just want to point out that if you were going with someone like, for example, not to name any names, but against PR, they would have just not done anything. They would have just said, oh, well, sorry, we can't reach anybody. Not that I'm naming any names or anything like that. The Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. Fuck against PR. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many complaints about that, that organization. I'm not even going to get into it. But, uh, <laughs> That's a guest you should have. That would be a sick guest. <laughs> I don't think know, they fuck 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 it. One second. You cut out there, Curtis. One second. I'm, I'm fiddling with my computer so that we don't have to restart. Mike's fucked up, Matt. Mine's fucked up? Now you sound fine. Do I sound fine? Yes. Pardon our technical difficulties. Anyways, Matt was trying to say fuck against PR, and I'm saying, well, they're, they're, we're not going to have them as a guest because they probably don't speak English. Yeah. They're, uh... we, could. we could. You should. Uh, actually, Matt, why don't you reach out to uh, Joel or Caddy and see if they want to come on as a guest? Let's do it. <sighs> okay. Maybe we could hear their side of the story, and then we could get all our yayas out about how they think we, we're, we're awful and they, we think they're awful. That'd be kind of an interesting podcast. It'd be a very interesting podcast. Maybe we'll do just that, Curtis. I, I like the idea. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. Um, a lot of people would have just given up on that, but when you got people like me and Matt working for you, I'm going to pump, pump up Matt, even though he doesn't do this as much as I do, obviously. Um, you know, you got to have someone that's persisting on, on it for you. Yeah. And that's, I think, a big thing with what, Curtis, you're trying to say here is you need to be persisting. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what a lot of it comes down to. And if you don't get what you want, don't go into a poor me, pity party type thing because the second you start doing that, what ends up? I'm not trying to be a Gary B right now and motivational or anything like that. But if you get a setback, if something doesn't go the way you want, try again and try in a diff- different way, different writer, different place. Like here's a good example is I was trying to get a stream at a major site last week, one that Matt writes for, and I'd already tried two writers at the site who were not responding back to me. Finally tried a third, got what I wanted. But yeah. that took, but I mean that, and here's another example is, is there's another major site. I was trying to get a certain client placed on. They turned me down. I asked Matt to, go in there and ask the guy if he, if he, if he could help me with it. And then next thing you know, he said, yeah, we'll do it in two weeks. You know, so there, those are two things that were setbacks, but you know, just kept persisting and it ended up happening. Right. That being said, don't be annoying about it. And this is very tricky. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be, you, yeah, that's the thing is you have to be there. You have to know when you're being annoying and when, when to stop, but you also have to not stop early. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very tricky balance, and you're going to fuck it up constantly. Exactly. Like, the two situations I just talked about could have turned annoying pretty quickly. In the one case where I asked Matt to help me, we both have a good relationship with the person, so Matt has a slightly better relationship than I do, obviously, so it worked with him to sort of tag in with me and help. But if I would have just then called this person or done a different form of communication, I probably would have gotten pretty annoying with him pretty quickly, but instead I did something different. So I guess the thing is you want to do creative follow-up or creative persistency is what it would be without being annoying. <laughs> yeah. And Leah, I'm like, yeah, and that's going to be a struggle. Um, so what kind of setbacks? So this is sort of similar to, setbacks a lot of bands are going to run into. Um, I think the most obvious one is just going to be getting no answer or told no again and again when you're trying to book shows. 
yeah, and I mean, it's the same thing again, is that sometimes you might have to go, like if you're starting with big, bigger venues, you might have to go down or you might have to use a different promoter or you might have to, like there's also, like it, this just applies in so many fucking different ways that you, or like let's say you're trying to get signed with a label. That's a perfect one. First one says no, second one says no, third one says no, fourth one says no, fifth one says no. You know? A great example of a band that got told no Am I, allow, am I allowed to use our uh, friends that got signed to Ripple as an example, Matt? Not yet. No? I, no, like the ones that were from last year I'm talking about. Uh, text me their name. <laughs> well, I can't get to the computer. I'm, 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 but anyways. Okay, there was a band last year that had gotten turned down by a certain label and uh, before they started working with me. But then... After they had talked to Matt, they re they reworked their approach and they ended up getting signed and having their record released as a result of creative persistency. Yeah. And I think that's important is I think it's important to realize, you know, there are avenues, but also realize that, you know, you can't just pay to get those avenues open for you. Like people hit me up and are like, oh, here, you know, there's a million pictures of you fucking, you know, here's a picture of you groping the uh, one of the dudes at relapse like clearly your buddies <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like yes we're buddies that doesn't mean they're going to sign everything i put across their desk exactly <laughs> you know what i mean but, like, they have a higher, but they have a higher chance of signing if you if you're known to grope them and they like that than not at the same time well you know i have a great relationship with uh steve farsani <clears throat> and you know this is what we you know and this is the thing is like you want to be targeting people who you have, who you can, ha who you see have strong relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you're just, you're just wasting your time. You know, like you want, you want people to see, oh, these guys, you know, clearly give a shit and you need to have an in. And that's sort of something I think a lot of bands don't have is they don't, they don't understand what their in is or what their in should be. Or how to apply their in. Yeah. Because, I mean, there, you, you could have an in. Like, if someone – here's a good example is Matt and I both work for a fair number of labels, not like a ton, but enough, that people will constantly ask us if we can – at least they do with me. I'm sure they do it with you too. If we can help them get in front of the label owner. Usually what I'll do is I don't usually like to directly go to the label owner because generally I'm an employee for them and working for them. I'm sure Matt feels the same way. So, but I don't mind you having my name used. So if, so if you, if I say to you, go to Joe Blow and use my name, that you're working with me now as a publicist, that could work. But if you just say, hey, I know Curtis, that may not work to get you as an in, if you know what I mean. So what I'm saying is because the person is working with me currently, that's more of an in because it also shows the label owner that you're serious. Exactly. But I, <clears throat> I think like, when I inevitably rebrand myself within the music industry, my name is going to be Joe Blow. Joe Blow? Yeah, and I'll, I'll be like your coke dealing uncle. Joe Blows. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Point being, if you keep going, usually it works out. Sometimes it doesn't because everything's meaningless. Or you might have to just try your approach in a different way. Like, let's say that if you, uh, you're trying to make it work in one band, doesn't work, your next band might work out perfectly. 
Yeah, because again, I think it's more to realize sometimes there's just are things that the market doesn't want right now. That's true. And that's not your fault. Like nobody's signing, you know, like I don't see a lot of like thrash metal bands getting signed right now. They aren't, but that doesn't mean that couldn't happen in the future. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you're not what the market is looking for. Exactly. And yeah. so you need to just sort of recognize you're not what the market is looking for and you don't get angry about it. Like a lot of people will be like, oh, well, it's bullshit that people don't want, you know, blackened doom metal with Southern sludge influences right now. And it's like, well, I regret saying that. Cause actually that sounds kind of cool, but, um, whatever. but you, you get what I'm saying? Like just because your genre, like you literally might not get signed because your genre is not selling right now, especially with the bigger labels, you know, where they're like, trying to make a buck yep. you know and the, the same thing can also happen with the pr campaign is like let's say um like I've, I've had many times where a band's first album doesn't really do that well in terms of uh getting reviews and stuff but then their next one takes off because everybody's now hurt because a lot of people are now more inclined to check them out because the reviewers are now familiar with the band's name that happens all the time right so that's another another method of looking at things like from you might have to try it you might have to keep persisting right and that things aren't necessarily going to take off on your first album or your first EP or whatever right yeah and they rarely do in most cases it's yeah I mean sometimes you do but I mean like I, I don't know how many people I've had come to me with expectations like on their first independently released album they're gonna get in like pitchfork or stereo gum and it's like okay well is it possible sure but how likely is it that you're going to get in the black market on stereo gum when you're self-releasing on your first go through? It's pretty damn rare. You know, like one in a million chance or one in a thousand, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, and this is sort of the advantage of living in a big city is yeah. because I know one of the dudes who does that. I'm not going to introduce you to him because I only, I only introduce him to very, very special people. Right. You talking about stereo gum right now? Um, no, I'm talking about someone who can put on, on an A plus level publication. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I know. You know yeah. Like I know people like that, yeah. and you also write for one. Uh, I no, because when I say A plus level publication, I'm talking Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. That kind of, you're not talking metal. You're talking. You're talking in general. We're talking like huge, huge, huge publications. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, like. Those people do exist, but like at the end of the day, like odds are, even if your publicist knows one of these people, they're probably not going to pitch to that. If they're smart, they're not going to pitch to them unless they really think it's special. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is a lot of those bigger A plus places, they also need the editor to do the final approval. Some of them, many of them, they don't, the freelancers aren't even allowed to pitch the review or the interview. They, they, it has to be assigned to them not all obviously like i know noisy will take freelance pitches but you know yeah at metal injection i can tell you that we have to um you know we have to get approval on stuff like i don't i can't just be like yo i'm premiering this yeah you gotta you can pitch it you pitch it obviously but oh, yeah. yeah rob has to be the final say or whatever yeah but you know it's you have to have a higher perspective on this it's important along with that just as a quick quick interjection this also means since now that you guys are all aware 
that uh, many of these places require a final editor to approve. Don't start fights with the editors of Metal Sucks or Metal Injection on Twitter and start calling them out because later on when you want to get on there, they're the guys that have to do the final approval. Yeah. Just as a side note, because I see a lot of people do that. Yeah, I see that a lot too. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, later it's like, oh, can you get us on Metal Sucks? Like, yeah, right. You want me to go pitch Metal Sucks after you were just complaining about how they're the worst fucking site on the internet? No. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and it, I think it's, yeah. Yeah. It's anyways. complicated. It is, but you know what I'm saying. But anyways, I digressed on that. just wanted to point that out since you said it. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Heading towards the end because we've got this newer, shorter format. Stronger, yeah. faster, harder, longer, or whatever the song is. Yeah. What do you have to plug, Mr. Doer? Today, um, today we got uh, Tommy Concrete premiere just went up. Tommy Concrete is a lot like Devin Townsend in a way. So if you like Devin Townsend, uh, check him out. But he's Scottish, so he's not Canadian. So I don't know if that's better or worse, seeing as I'm Canadian. But um, he's great. Really good stuff. And um, I should have another one going up, but that was a setback that happened today where there was a glitch that happened. So it might be going up tomorrow. And that's Carpe Noctum. I'm not going to say the site, site where it's going to be going up because, uh, like I said, there was a little small glitch there, and I'm not sure if it's today or tomorrow, but it's a great band, black metal band. You will love them if you like black metal. Icelandic. Anyways, that's it. Awesome. Perfect. Well, I've got, you know, just the Salem's Band Stone Deaf Tour, which Curtis is doing PR for coming up. And that should be really exciting. No. Oh, official. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I thought I just sent the press release. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Anyway, so we've got that. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff cooking that's coming out in the next few weeks. I'm super overwhelmed and scared. So if you would like to buy me cookies and presents and or come give me a hug, DM me and I will give you my home address. He won't, but if he does, he's mental. But anyways. I'll say my home address on the air right now. Sure. It's probably on your website. I know I got mine up on my website. Oh, there you I go. 25A Van Dam Street, Brooklyn, motherfuckers. Um, okay. Good. So thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM us. Um, that offer, fuck it, that offer I put up on, my, on the last episode of this podcast, where if you mentioned the podcast episode, uh, you get $25, or $25 off your bio. Um, that offer still stands. So if you hit me, mention this episode or the previous episode, I will give you a $25 discount. And just so you guys know, I did see a message today for someone I referred over to Matt to do a bio where they said that they thought it was amazing. I don't know if those are the exact words, but they said something to the effect like it was amazing. And I think that was Matt's first We're draft. talking about uh, Angel? Yeah, I wasn't going to say the name, but yeah. Yeah, great guy, great band. Yep. yep. Uh, Awakening, oh God, how am I blank this now? Don't worry about it. But anyways. Great band. Yep. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Make good choices. Are we done we'll yet? Talk to you soon. Bye.